Hello, friends, and welcome back to Sarah's Space, and welcome to podcast number 40. Woohoo! Um, so, I'm going to sound a little uh, strange <laughs> for a couple of reasons. Let me, let me frame them all. Strange reason number one, this is podcast number two in the span of, well, 40 minutes. Why? Because the one that I just did and really was quite pleased with, I didn't press record. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am feeling a little discombobulated, clearly. Um, strange reason number two is the first one was really off the cuff and truly uh, spontaneous in my surroundings and environmental noises because we had neighborhood diesel trucks taken off. We had somebody honking their horn outside the window. We had my cat wigging out on catnip and me, you know, trying to talk him off the ledge, so to speak, actually quite literally. And uh, then we had me punctuating the conversation with yawns because, well, frankly, I'm exhausted. Uh, that might actually be why I forgot to press record. <laughs> so here goes. Take two. It is podcast 40 and I am Sarah and you are listening to Sarah Space and I thank you very much for persisting and being patient with my what turns out to be a two and a half month hiatus from this podcasting uh, business, so to speak, because of no other reason other than I think I desperately needed it. I It was inadvertent. I did not plan. Um, I think my last podcast was June 15th or some somewhere in the that three, four day span. And it is now September the, what date is it? The third. Yes, it is. Uh, it has been a, a crazy time. And it's also interesting to reflect back being podcast 40 that I began this almost a year and a half ago. It was in, I think, late March in 2019. And here in early September 2020, I can truly say that life has been just throwing out every possible obstacle and gift and experience and difficulty that one could imagine or never imagine actually in that year time frame or year and a half time frame. So here I am again, uh, speaking about a little bit of everything and let's say it's all pretty personal. Uh, today is kind of a personal musing and philosophizing on, I guess, the summer. Oh, there we have some more neighborhood noise. And I'm, I'm not shutting the window today. A, because it's beautiful out, hot and sunny. But also because, hey, <laughs> that's what, that's kind of what we are all experiencing right now is each other's uh, way of taking up space on the planet and noticing it possibly so much more than we ever have and maybe not appreciating it. Uh, I will just leave that floating out there. I will also say that I I am deciding that I want to uh, address the fact that I never post photos of or quote-unquote shouts out to places that I have guest taught or choreographed for or adjudicated at 
And I want to say that it is not because I don't value those experiences immensely or enjoy myself sometimes beyond words. It is simply because I don't have a reason that feels right for me to post them. I'm not sure if posting them would be a way of showing everyone what I've done, showing everyone where I've gone and who I've been around, showing everyone who hires me, um, or it, on a more beneficent way, is it a way of saying, you know, basically advertising about the place that I've gone and that organization and that school or that group or that uh, studio. I, it just doesn't sit in a place that feels natural to me. So that is why I haven't done it. It is by no means because I don't appreciate it. And I decided that I wanted to do a lot of name naming this, <laughs> this particular podcast and give lots of shouts out as to what I have uh, done over the last two and a half months, seeing as it hasn't been chatting with all of you. So uh, those of you that are perhaps uh, not in this area, some of this will be just a list of names and you will appreciate it as me appreciating them, but you won't necessarily uh, recognize them if you are not from the, the lower mainland, I guess. And that's okay because it's just me wanting to show gratitude towards the following human beings. Shannon Stewardson of Tri-City Dance Center, who I work for regularly and who has worked her buns off to weather this crazy time to keep her business running, to keep it thriving, to keep it growing, to give it direction, to give it focus, who uh, implemented in June the, uh, I guess, the ability, the opportunity for us teachers to teach in studio with actual human beings again. And for myself, who by the end of June had done 14 weeks of Zoom teaching, and who at the beginning of June had just decided to open up the studio space that I was working in uh, to a very limited amount of dancers that were willing to make the trek and wanting to be in the space. And, you know, obviously taking on a bit of that risk that was floating in the air um, both literally and figuratively, uh, I wanted to say that those two experiences, one that I opened up to myself and one that Shannon provided in June, were so valuable and so much appreciated. And I so appreciate Shannon for working tirelessly to find a way to make it through this as I'm sure many, many other studio owners have done. And I give kudos to all of you, but in this particular circumstance, this is close to home for me because this is someone who I call a friend and who I work for and have done so for about 13 years now. So there's one, that would be June. July, I got a chance to have my own workshop, my yearly foray into, I guess, my own thing, my own running of my own business, which feeds me in a way that is, it's impossible to explain. It's beyond fulfilling. It is rejuvenating. It is fortifying. It is stimulating. And I love it. I, I get a chance to be in a space for seven days with people of, you know, and this, oh, there's the cat again. <laughs> 
at this particular time. Um, also a more limited group, but it's, it's always limited because I, I want to keep the group small enough that we really get a chance to work with one another and appreciate each other's uh, beings and not get too lost in a crowd. And I, I just so value it. It's, it was wonderful. So thank you to those of you that came to Sarah Brewer Claus's annual summer workshop. Yeah, that wasn't you, Keiko. That would be the cat. So some more background noises to work with. He just wants to be, he wants to be given uh, appreciation too. So yes, Keiko, I appreciate you and you sitting in the box that you are sitting in right now. Um, another thing I wanted to say was that for the rest of July, I decided to run some open classes. Oh, and all of this would not have been possible if I had not had the gift of space from Sharice Wedding, who runs KNS Dance. Thank you, a thousand thank yous to this woman for giving me the chance and the opportunity to use her empty studio space during this whole time period. I made great use of it and was so appreciative and am still appreciative of that unprecedented generosity and opportunity. So thank you. I continue to utilize that space in July when I held open classes and was able to invite younger dancers and different dancers than the ones that I got to work with in my workshop because with the limited space. I wasn't able to have everyone off the waiting list and I wanted to work with as many dancers as possible because I'll be truthful. I love it. I love it. I love the reciprocity of teaching. I love the reciprocity of working with someone who is really working to work with you and that give and take of energy and um, passion and Oh, focus and inquisitiveness and challenge. It's just, uh, yeah, it feeds my soul like crazy. Uh, that's going to segue into another subject shortly. But first of all, I also wanted to then go into thanking Shaney Wendell of Lake uh, Country School of Dance because that's where I went in the later weeks of August to work with her dancers for three very, very full days. Um, they are beautiful human beings. She and her uh, new partner that she has joined forces with, Vicky, are also beautiful women. I'm sorry, Vicky, I don't know your last name. That's the only reason I'm not mentioning it. But I love what you're doing, and I love how you are creating a beautiful space for young people to learn dance. And I so appreciate going up there when I am asked. I then followed that with... Uh, it was five days, but I, I worked four of them, very full days again, with some other wonderful young people out in South, South Vancouver at The Landing, run by Brenna McLeod, and so appreciated that experience. So thank you, Brenna, and to the young people that I got a chance to work with as well. And now I am just finishing a week of some workshop classes back at Tri-City that are designed as conditioning classes, getting the dancers all ready for the year ahead, which will be, I'm sure, rife with brand new types of challenges and, uh, well, all sorts of unknowns as well, which is a challenge into itself. So thank you, all of you, for uh, giving yourself so freely 
in the way of contributing to me being able to teach and also being the ones that I taught. I am so appreciative and grateful for that. On that note, I also wanted to uh, say that I find it so interesting uh, to reflect upon what made me want to do a podcast today was I woke up out of a sleep, uh, a pretty good sleep. Uh, that's going to segue into a bit of a topic about sleep afterwards as well. And I quite often have some of my best ideas when I'm driving and or asleep. They are quite often pretty uh, creative and outside the box, which I will segue into right now. Welcome to my world. I think sometimes about fitting in or trying to find a niche because I was given the business advice that it would be useful for me to have a target audience and to figure out who I was focusing these conversations for and at. But the fact of the matter is I don't have a target audience in mind. Demographically, I don't fit any one entire demographic. I am quite happily thriving and continue to to exist way outside a box even though every studio I walk into now has wonderfully drawn six by six or eight by eight boxes on the floor due to COVID's restrictions. Uh, it is quite a funny thing for me to daily see that uh, visual and yet think about myself as trying to create in that environment. It's, it's an interesting dichotomy. Um, yeah, I, I was raised by two people that are far outside the box. I was uh, brought up within an environment to gloriously celebrate that. Uh, all three of my family members, my brother, my mom and my dad, are definitely not inside any sort of box. And I definitely am not myself. So I... I'm sorry that this is so personal and strange and, you know, musing and wandering. And let's also say I can't necessarily say there's a focal audience that I am driving my conversations towards. But that's, I believe one of my friends would say, that's how I roll. <laughs> I can't even say colloquialisms and slangs properly because they there's another way that I just don't fit in. But I do like that expression. And that makes me also think about my beautiful friends who have been there supporting me through this two-month time span of uh, basically trying to refill my wellspring and, and deal with me or deal with myself hitting that final wall of, okay, I really have nothing left to give until I start giving back to myself. And I think about my beautiful friend, Jill, who reminded me how I have this unerring tendency to fill every spare moment of every day, sort of in a way to feel useful and constructive and directed and goal-oriented and all the things that make me up as well as these other things. And when she said that, oh boy, yeah, I really reflected and thought, you are right. So I'm going to step back, take a look, and take a breather. Which makes me go back to what I was segueing into earlier, which was, I believe, sleep. And 
I'm going to phrase this unprecedented two and a half month break from my podcast as a time in which I had soul exhaustion and I realized that I better help myself before I help others and that all those little gentle nudges that my dear friends give me when they say things like, oh, what are you doing in the day for you? I realize, oh, right, uh, not much. And, you know, let's face it, most mamas, once they have a child, their sleeping patterns are low on the lower on the priority list. And unless you have a child that happens to love sleeping, you don't really get a choice about it. And my beautiful daughter does not love sleeping. She fights going to sleep. And when she's asleep, she's pretty happy. But that that process of getting to sleep has always been tricky. And we have had a lot of early mornings. And so my sleep, which would be way outside the box and which most human beings would say, well, you get six, six and a half, seven hours of sleep. That's amazing. That's my usual day. Well, for me that I'm sleep deprived. I definitely would rather have eight to eight and a half regularly. And when I get 10, it's like heaven. (laughs) So uh, my mom says I've been like this my whole life. She said when I was little, um, you know, past the usual cutoff of nap time is usually around the age of three. I would nap right up into the age of six. And I was the one that put myself down for a nap. I'd say I'm tired and I just go lay down and sleep one and a half, two hours. When I became a teen, it was part of what fed me because I wasn't feeding my body as well as I should, as told to you in an earlier podcast. Uh, So I would go to sleep at nine and wake up every morning at quarter to six due to school buses and dancing schedule and trying to stay uh, cognizant and thriving and also intelligent because you definitely feel foggy and a bit out of it and not emotionally able to sustain or take on the day if you're not getting enough sleep. And I... I guess I live my life at a higher emotional level than a lot of people and need a higher level of sleep to uh, fill up those coffers full of emotional giving. (laughs) Which brings me to yet another thing. Um, I was smiling the other day and teasing some of my students saying, yes, since we've, you know, sort of become rather accustomed to wearing masks in public environments, I must say that I smile twice as hard and wrinkle up my eyes twice as much because I really want people that are you know just being lovely human beings to to see that I appreciate that and that I am smiling (laughs) so I feel as though my natural um, aging face that is uh, yeah definitely wearing my life experiences on it is wearing some extra um, defined ones of late and I, I giggle at that too because I think there's another aspect to it that because the, the natural sense of touch and tactile involvement with human beings that I thrive on is gone, has had, had to be removed uh, from everyone except for Michael and Kira, my husband and daughter. Excuse me. I feel as though I am filling... <coughs> those gaps with a lot more expressiveness in my facial features 
And I think it would be fair to say that my face has always been rather mobile and um, possibly entertaining. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be on the receiving end of it. Uh, but it's certainly, I, I don't posture. Uh, I have no idea how to make a, um, you know, picture perfect face. And some of the candid shots I've seen of myself over the years, I've laughed out loud because I've just thought, wow. I guess one thing could be said and that that woman enjoys life. She is 100% in the moment, definitely living that moment to the fullest. So having said all that, that has brought upon all sorts of uh, wonderful musings about aging because I think that when we were, when we are all under different duress and stresses and emotional wear and tear, we do feel the effects of aging more so than other times. And I, I am certainly not um, exempt from that. And I think because I ran so close to the edge of my own self-preservation right up into, you know, the end of June, I really am tired. And I'm realizing that my face as much as I, I really want it to reflect my life experiences, wrinkles and all, I don't want it to look unhealthy or, or drawn or depleted. And I have felt that inside, which has made me sensitive to making sure that I change that so that what I'm reflecting is just me. And that outside the box <laughs> self is going to have, you know, a loud hearty laugh and scrunched up eyes and funny little sunken in front teeth and here we go yeah i told you this was going to be a personal podcast <laughs> so if you haven't already seen a photo uh isn't that quite a description um on that note another shout out to my lovely friend and osteopath of incredible empathic and gifted powers benjamin jury has helped my body so often get back into that wonderful place of vibrating with balance when my body and my mind understand each other and one is not trying to push the other out of a state of of i'll call it gentle balance but into a state of sort of survival but right now it's just kind of going yeah you know what it's whatever time it is right now it might be a beautiful sunshiny day oh it's five o'clock so it's five o'clock and I'm already getting excited about getting into bed. <laughs> How's that for? Yeah, no, not a night owl on any level. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say I am grateful 100% for the amazing young people that I was able to work with and teach and mentor and guide this summer. Always, but this summer in particular. And um, also for my own daughter, who I am so grateful and blessed and very aware that not every studio owner, dance teacher, professional dancer, um, director has the ability to have their child in their space happily and contentedly and that many children want to be anywhere but or want to go do their thing that has nothing to do with the parents' world. I have been able to continue um, giving and and doing and being 
in my dance space because my daughter loves it. She dances all day long, everywhere, anyhow, any way she can, and loves the challenge of being in the room when other people are thriving on learning dance. She loves learning with them. She loves learning from them. And she is an absolute delight to involve in my professional life and my world of teaching. And this summer has been also a gift in that fashion. It was the first year I determined and she professed to be old enough. And to me, member age is not a number, it's a state of mind, um, to take my summer workshop. And she loved it. And I'm so proud of her. And I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed. And it is, it's wonderful to watch her hunger for this dance journey and to keep moving forward and keep looking at each new possible challenge with delight. And I am thrilled. I also want to give a shout out to my husband who is forever beside me in support and uh, friendship and humor. Oh, so much humor, so much laughter in our household and love. And we are celebrating our 13th wedding anniversary in three days. Our 21 years of being together, rather long courtship, <laughs> but uh, you know, we were older and we had uh, previous lives that needed to be sorted out and uh, placed in some sort of sense of um, contented balance themselves before we could combine our life. And we are celebrating uh, come, well, come Sunday. And at the same time, we are also, the three of us, escaping for our first family vacation. Because again, more gratitude. Um, we've both been incredibly busy during this time of COVID. It hasn't been a time of stillness and rest and reflection of um, uh, sort of... Oh, hi, Keiko. It hasn't been a vacation time on any level. Michael had about four days off and then he was right back to work in uh, outdoor environments for quite a while, but then it, um, you know, with a mask and with people's uh, permission and ap appreciation uh, back into out indoor environments as well, renovations. And yeah, we're, we're very lucky that way. We haven't lost our livelihoods. I definitely was working for free <laughs> for a long time and then for very, very little, but I didn't care because I was teaching and giving and dancing and moving. And so to me, that's work. That is the work of, of being a growing, uh, moving human being. So I am just at that place now where I'm realizing it's time to rest. It won't be a long time. It'll be, you know, six, six days, but six days is better than nothing. And hello, Sunshine Coast. Along come the Brewer Clouses and we are going to experience uh, swimming and sunshine and uh, rest. And did I mention rest <laughs> and good meals and cycling and canoeing and, and each other, which will be wonderful. I feel as though that's one thing that I can say that this summer time period I definitely reflected on a great deal that I think I oftentimes see myself as you know a, some sort of creature with incredibly long antenna 
maybe a slug, maybe a moth, maybe some other creature that I can't name at this point. And my antenna are incredibly sensitive to all that's around me. And I feel as though the pain and the hurt that the world is experiencing at this time, what with the pandemic and the losses, oh my goodness, the magnitude of losses and the incredible losses and injustices that is being wreaked to humanity in the name of ignorant racism um, world over, but most, most prevalent and shocking south of us at this time. All of that has made me feel really delicate and really sensitive to the pain that is out there and that I, I guess I feel as though if I really want to help in whatever small way I can, I need to be in a place where I'm balanced and I need to be in a place where I've fed myself so that I have more to give and possibly can spread more ability to see past the end of one's nose, to open one's heart, to walk through life with self-confidence and direction and a sense of self that isn't just created because one is seeking approval or pleasing someone else or trying so hard to succeed or to compete or to fit in or to find a niche, but one is just being. And then those aforementioned things will fall into your lap in a way that they are supposed to and not in a way in which you are living your life literally as a as a constantly morphing insubstantial um ill-conceived being that is constantly looking to the outside for who the inside is be the inside that's what i am trying to be and what i am trying to constantly teach and give and you know when i think about the ways that I don't conduct myself in social media, that I don't, um, I guess, put myself out there in a manner that would be possibly more savvy, uh, possibly more lucrative, possibly more uh, business-minded and one could say smart. I think it's because at this time in my life, I am doing, like in every other time in my life, what I feel is right. and. It will be what it it will be, and I am just happy to to talk to those of you that want to listen, and we can all just reflect and philosophize and share and contemplate and think about things that don't necessarily have a target and don't necessarily um, profess to cure your, what ails you. Uh, when it comes down to it, I think one of the things that I love so so much about the philosophies behind homeschooling are that formal education is a beautiful thing and formal education within institutions within the modality that exists in public schools which is a factory setting in which one is grouped together with your own age group and one is expected to have a fair amount in common because after all you're the same age I have never fit that mold and I continue to not fit the mold of either my age group or my, I guess my gender, my role that I'm playing in life, my portrayal of who I am, etc. 
And I'm un- unabashedly ap- unapologetic about it because I'm not in being who I am. I'm certainly not trying to hurt anybody. And I constantly am teaching that to my students. Go through life with your heart open, with your intentions to be as good and pure as possible and your desire to spread love. And oh yeah, there he is again. <laughs> he tends to have unfailingly good timing. That was great, Keiko. It was almost like I had a chorus planned here. Um, not only love, but wisdom and share your experiences and make your experiences count because they help you grow and they help you become even more of all that you can be. And I smile because many years ago I did a piece for a graduating class of beautiful humans that I had taught for, in some cases, seven and eight years and was really having a hard time thinking of letting them go. And, and I, you know, the interesting thing is many of them have stayed, quite a few of them have stayed in touch and two or three of them have stayed very close friends, which I am so grateful for. You know, human beings are gifts when they are friends in your heart and they, they share a place in your heart that is not to be um, discounted ever. So back to that little anecdote, I created a piece called All That Makes Us because it was kind of meant to be a gift to them about what life holds ahead and what life had held for me so far and how I wanted to share. And I really like that phrase. So I'm going to use it again. Let's be all that makes us and let's continue to move forward into this, well, this rather um, glaring unknown that is ahead in in the fall. And let's be open-minded to what it might offer us. And I will be back because we will have things to share about that and things to discuss and work out and possibly um, deal with. And I thank you so much for your patience in giving Sarah's space a rest. <laughs> Sarah's space is back again soon and has thoroughly enjoyed sharing a rather personal meandering of the mind in podcast number 40. Thank you for being here with me and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.